Chapter Ten of the Boy Scouts on Sturgeon Island. And this is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kenneth Sargent Gagan. The Boy Scouts on Sturgeon Island by Herbert Carter. Chapter Ten: The Queer Ways of Bumpus. There ain't a thing moving up there, Davy, and I reckon now you're only just fooling us, complained Stephen, after they had stared as hard as anything at the crown of rocks, which was sharply outlined against the dark heavens. As the others had met with like poor success in trying to locate the object the scout in question claimed to have seen, they naturally turned on Davy to demand further explanations. It could easily be seen, however, from his excited condition, that the boy actually believed what he said. When Giraffe and Bumpus and even Allen urged him to repeat his assertion, he not only did so, but added still more to what he had said before. "'Guess I ought to know what a man's head looks like, hadn't I?' Davy went on to remark indignantly. "'Cause I've seen a few in my day, and it was there as plain as, as well, the nose on my face. And you'll say that's right smart evidence. I know you will, Giraffe, looking up yonder. See the little peak that seems to stick out above all the other rest of the old rock pile well it was right alongside that it showed up and right while i was saying it the thing disappeared like smoke but you believe me i saw something and it was a man's head too no matter if there was a bear or a panther at the other end of the same strangely to say no one chuckled at these queer remarks of davy they saw that he was in deadly earnest, and the possibility of a strange man spying on them seemed too serious a matter to arouse a laugh. Well, said Stephen presently, when they had strained their eyes to the utmost without any results whatsoever, and it seems like he saw you at the same time and lit out in a big hurry. Giraffe began to recover from the first shock caused by the alarm, and when he was feeling himself the tall scout could nearly always think of something quaint to say. That reminds me of the old baby book rhyme we all used to say. Perhaps you'll remember, fellas. It's been a long time since I repeated it. But I think it runs about like this. I saw Isu kissing Kate. And the fact is, we all three saw. I saw Isu, he saw me, and Kate saw I saw Isu. How's that? No one answered for a pretty good reason. For hardly had Giraffe uttered his question when, without the slightest warning, a dazzling ray of white light suddenly fell upon the group of scouts crouching there on the after-deck of the little hunting-cabin cruiser, causing everyone to gasp and fall to quivering almost as much as though a flash of lightning had darted toward them. "'Oh!' cried someone, while the tones of the voice could hardly be distinguished on account of the vibration caused by the speaker's alarm. No one had the least doubt, but it was that was Bumpus who had thus betrayed his agitated fellows." Thad and Allen, perhaps several of the other scouts, knew instantly that the strong glow was caused by one of those handy little electric torches, for they happened to have just such an alliance along with them, and had made great use of it on numerous occasions. Nobody moved, only crouched there, staring at that dazzling light, and mentally figuring out what was going to happen next. Doubtless all sorts of alarming theories flitted through their minds, for after their recent talk about smugglers and those sort of lawbreakers the boys were in a good state to imagine things that were given very little time however to collect their wits for a gruff voice strange how voices are always gruff under similar conditions but this one was very hoarse without any question called out and said ahoy there aboard the launch 
had it depended on bumpus and perhaps stephen also the reply must have been a long time coming for they hardly dared trust their voices but then thad was able to hold his own and he immediately called back hello yourself what do you want bring that boat ashore and be quick about it the deep grumbled voice proceeded to tell them and somehow poor bumpus was forcefully reminded of the growl of a lion he had once heard in the zoo as well as several other things along the way i suppose we ought to do it fellows thad remarked to his chums in somewhat of a low tone as though he meant to be influenced more or less by what decision the other scouts had reached oh can't we skip out before they get their hands on us thad bumpus wanted to know we're a full twenty feet or more away from the shore and it'd take a champion sprinter and jumper to cover that distance yes but how about running out into that storm again eh, bumpus you like going through another experience like that demanded giraffe not any for me thank you thad i say do what he tells us he can't eat us i reckon and we ain't got any reason to be afraid because of anything we've done same here thad remarked davy quickly he had been feeling very much like backing up bumpus in his request but what giraffe said caused him to take water instantly and davy was as quick to make a revolution in his mind as his body could revolve in several handsprings over the ground when he was feeling good alan how about you asked thad feeling that much dependent on what the one address thought no help for it thad we got to throw up our hands that far anyway because like as not they got us covered right now with their guns and while they can see us fairly well everything all dark to us is up there oh my stars bumpus was heard to whisper to himself in a horrified tone as he learned about those terrible firearms that must be held with their muzzles projecting in the directions of the floating home of the scouts but all the same bumpus thought good and scared as he afterwards candidly confessed did not attempt to lie down and shield his round body behind any of his comrades if they could take the consequences surely he ought to be ready to face the music and so he only knelt there and quivered and looked momentarily to see a flash and hear a deafening report that would stagger them all well are you going to do what i told you the heavy bass voice demanded more or less impatiently don't be so foolish as to think you can slip away a second unseen man told them because we got you covered and if you start up that engine we'll give you a volley that'll make you wish you hadn't come ashore with that boat you hear we know you cranston the game is up thad breathed easier somehow what had been said seemed to tell him it might after all be a case of mistaken identity and then if they obeyed the rough summons they would all in probability not be apt to suffer on account of yielding get a push-pole somebody and help me shove ashore thad remarked and then raising his voice that so the unseen enemy might hear it he continued you needn't bother wasting any of your ammunition on us mister because we're willing to do what you ask and come to land so hold up and give us a chance we've got to raise our anchor first and the water some deep here to use the poles in he heard a low laugh nearby but there was no further comment from those who had the situation well in hand every scout understood however that a number of heavily armed men must be scrutinizing their actions from the roll but that strong white glow was kept closely focused on the boat all the time they proceeded to drag in the anchor and start working the push poles which the little hunting cabin launch was well provided the water in the harbor they had found was of considerable depth but fortunately the poles were as long as well as stout and presently the boat began to move slowly in response to the energetic efforts which thad and giraffe put forth 
Bumpus had assisted to pull in the anchor, and now was squatted like a big frog near the bow. He knew full well that his position was very much exposed, and that in case that unseen enemy chose to actually open fire upon the boat, he would likely be the first to suffer. But in spite of this, Bumpus refused to budge. He had gotten over his first qualms of fear, and feeling ashamed of allowing himself to give way to such a sensation, and he a scout in the bargain, the boy was now going to the other extreme and growing actually reckless. It made him think of some time of his mates had declared they had seen a real bona fide ghost in the town graveyard, and dared Bumpus to lead the way in there. Late at night, when they were passing, he had felt his teeth rattle, just as they had been doing now. But summoning all his courage to the fore, he had grimly said, Who is afraid? And trembling like a leaf shaken in the wind, he had stalked into the cemetery, much to the admiration of his chums, who had expected the fat boy to back down objectively. The boat approached the shore slowly. Thad could not exactly see the forms of those who were waiting for them to come in, but since the focus of light changed from spot to spot, he concluded that they were also drawing closer to shore, so as to be ready to receive those whom were already counted as their prisoners. And Thad waited in momentary expectations of hearing some sort of explosion when the parties realized their mistake in fact he was so sure of this that he would not make the slightest effort to draw that shotgun closer to him though that might have seemed good policy finally the noise of the cruiser came smack up against the rocks with quite a little bump and giraffe having failed to fend off in time was almost toppled over but he managed to clutch hold of bumpus to steady himself and that was like seizing upon the rock of Gibraltar, because it would take a derrick to move the stout scout once he settled down. So, when for the second time the boat came in contact with the shore, Giraffe was able to give a little leap, painter in hand, and reach land. Just as he did so, the deep, bus voice sprang up again, and this time, as Thad had expected, it told of considerable chagrin and disappointment. Well... What's this? Only a bunch of kids, after all, instead of Cranston and his gang of smugglers? Ah, the joke's on us, men. End of chapter 10. Recording by Kenneth Sergeant Gagan.